Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Parents, do you worry about the news stories around climate change and the impact they have on your kids? What have I told you? There was a podcast made just for families that brought together some of the world's biggest celebrities. We can make small changes that eliminate a lot of plastic in our lives. And the world's best scientists. So I thought, why not put all of this litter together and make it into a boat? Who all have good news to share. I'm James Stewart and this is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, you're about to listen to this week's episode of Sofa Cinema Club. Just before we get started, this is your reminder to go and follow or subscribe to us wherever you are listening to this podcast. All the support is greatly appreciated. Now, it's time to enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome back to Sofa Cinema Club. I'm Colson Smith and as always I'm joined by... Jack P. Shepard. Ben 8. That's crap. The Sofa they don't have Cinema names. Club they don't have names. Podcast where we get together to educate <laughs> each other on films. It is all about the films we should have seen, but we haven't. Each week we set a film for the others to watch, then we come into the studio and we talk what we loved, hated and rated about the film. Now the beauty of our film club is that anyone can join in. All you have to do is watch along with the film at home and then join us every Thursday to find out what we thought of the film. This week, it is Ben's first film choice of Series 8. The film is the classic that is 12 Angry Men. But before we get into talking all things 12 Angry Men, we've got three Angry Men here. How's your week been? <laughs> why, why are we angry? I don't know. It were up there and I thought, it. Let's use it. Let's use it. Starters, we, we're, not, we're not in studio, are we? No, we're not. We're on the Zoom. The Zoomage. But weirdly, all three of us are in Manchester. And we're mm. not on, we're not in shoot, so it's 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 a diff, different one, this, isn't it? Like we could all touch each other. New studio possibilities, I think. That's what's happening. Yeah. We're teasing a studio possibility. Yeah. We're moving to a bigger and better studio. So while that's being built, we're on the Zoom. <laughs> Where are you, Jack? I'm in my dressing room, and I'm in mine, which is over the corridor from Jack. Yeah, you literally could play Nakadar Run. We could touch each other. Yeah. Yeah. Ben had to help my Wi-Fi and get that sorted because I've never done this before. We've just finished, haven't we? We've yeah, just finished work. Just finished it's quicker work. to do it here now, quick. And Colson, you're in your um your kitchen diner. I am. I am. I'm in the extension, as I call it. There's the right wing, the left wing, the third floor, the basement. And the right wing with the toilet in the kitchen. <laughs> so I put a photo on my Instagram. Yeah. I put a photo on my Instagram and it had those two doors in it. And someone said, if one of them's your toilet, Jack and Ben are completely right. And I was like, you fucking cheeky cow. Who do you think you are? <laughs> 
<laughs> Hold on, you put a picture what, of your kitchen diner? No, I just put a photo and you could see both them doors in the background, yeah? Yeah. It was like a nonchalant photo and they were the background. And, yeah, someone commented and said, if one of them's your toilet, Jack and Ben are completely right. Quite right. I love it. But you're not right. You're so wrong. No, I don't think You could are. cook an egg and do a poo. <laughs> <laughs> don't cook a poo and do an egg. <laughs> don't get mixed up. <laughs> I'm boiling a turd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. The big news. Yeah. I am another year older. Yes. Another year wiser, birthday. as they say. 35. I know. Literally, everyone thinks I am fucking well old, don't they? No way is he 25. It's fucking uphill paper round for him. Oh, did you get the Instagram troll back? Oh, well, I just get fucking trolled for fun, don't I? More like 45. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Do you know what? I never used to get shit on social media whatsoever, and then I became friends with Jack. <laughs> just, like, latched on to me, and it was like, fucking look at his ears. Fucking look at his face. Fucking look at him. He used to be fat. He look, now he's thin. He looked better fat. Like, all that kind of shit. Like, it just doesn't stop. Dude. Oh, dude. So what did you do on your birthday? Well, obviously, it's cricket season, isn't it? And my birthday hit on the old weekend. Mm. Um, so I was at cricket on the Saturday. Then just had... Well, I've not told you about this, have I? No. You know the show we were watching on Netflix, Ben? The Barbecue Showdown? Oh, yeah, yeah. I put my dad onto it. Nick Smith is now a pit master. Mm. <laughs> he is has gone. He got one? Full fucking guns, barbecue. Loves it. Loves it. Oh, full guns, Jack. As in, we're doing, we're doing ribs. We're doing brisket. Mm. We're doing mm. pulled pork. We're doing short rib. We're mm. doing flanks. Mm. Like everything. He did a cricket yep. tea the other day, Ben. Full barbecue with mac and cheese on the side. Did he bring the barbecue with him? Night, he prepped it. He did it all at home. I mean, we're talking eight-hour smokes, Ben. Eight-hour smokes. Eight-hour smokes. He's well into it. Has he got, it. like, one of those big smoky barbecue things that we saw on that show? I said to mum, will you book us a restaurant Friday night or Saturday night for my birthday, bloody blah, blah. Then a bit of miscommunication. Anyway, next thing I know is we're having a barbecue, on barbecue. There's no, There's no meal out for your birthday. Your dad's doing a barbecue. I get home from cricket at about seven. The barbecue's eight o'clock. Hannah and Matt are coming round. Um, just like, just a family thing. Yeah. Sounds like in the old cooking corner where there's four different types of barbecue, it sounds like he's on a life support machine. Beep, 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 beep. There's different timers going off. There's everything. He's having to turn things, check temperatures on things, double wrap things in tinfoil, mm. take things out of tinfoil. It, it's a full operation. Was it good? Was it burnt on the outside and raw on the inside? That's my favourite. <laughs> he did ribs. He did Jack Daniel's honey ribs and Jack Daniel's cinnamon ribs. He did um, a pork that was a s- smoked pork. And then he did a steak, which was like a slow cook. All this for like four people. Yeah, five of us. There was like, as in, he didn't. We didn't even. He didn't even cut the part. What was it like? Good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's very, he's very good at it, Ben. He's very good. But then in this pub he's got in his back garden, he then proceeds to show me and Hannah 
all of these YouTubers that he subscribed to that are pitmasters, that are his inspiration and what he aims to be like. He's, he's entering a competition. <laughs> Is he? He's fully... He, get, he gets a hobby. Do, of, what would you do if he was on Barbecue Showdown? Oh, it'd be great. Wouldn't it be great? That show on Netflix, you you should watch. It is, I mean, it is Bake Off does barbecue, but they're they're unbelievable and they take it so seriously. I imagine they're like the Olympic gold winners. Yeah, it's a proper they? thing that. But do you know what? Hats off to him. He he, he knows that he knows what to do with his proteins, Ben. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Steady on. See, he did he did that. That was your Saturday, but the day was Sunday, wasn't it? The birthday was Sunday. Yeah, but I just woke up, had lunch did a bit of pondering around, opened my presents, and then went home for a run. Oh, the presents. Good. The presents. Did we do good? So you two know that... <laughs> you two know that I haven't finished my garden yet, my back garden. But when I when I do, I have eventual plans for my back garden. And I now have my own outdoor kitchen. That's good. <laughs> so when my garden is done, I'll be able to have the... Two year round, and I'll be able to do it. Oh, your dad will. We'll have your dad. We don't need you. Hold on. Get your dad out. So, hold on. They bought you a kitchen. They They bought you a kitchen. (laughs) No. An outdoor kitchen. What's an outdoor kitchen? A fridge? Like pizza oven, something like that, won't it? No, they've bought bought the elements of an outdoor kitchen. Well, what are the elements of an outdoor kitchen? Top five. Patio elements here. of outdoor kitchen. Pork. Oh no! Hold on. Hot tub. No, <laughs> no. We're talking purely the cooking side of things. You have an outside loo to go with your outside kitchen. I've got. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be able to have a shit while you barbecue. Because what would you do? You're only used to cooking and be having a shit. Yeah, go on. I got a thing called a ninja um, ninja wood fire, which is. Wood fire, smoker, grill, and it all works off wood pellets and it's like elite. That's the big daddy. That's the one where, Jack, you can say, I'm coming round for tea. Say, we're coming round in summer. I'll get the fire pit on. I'm sure it'll work at winter as well, won't it? It will. It will. I just don't have a garden yet. Right, okay. So it's going to be good. And then my dad bought me a brush because... I currently have his brush, and he wants his brush back. What? Like a sweeping brush? Yeah. Oh, is this like a gag? Yes. What else do you get, Carl? Um, you know I have house plants, yeah. Yeah, loads of them. But yeah. I, I, I keep killing them. They just die on me, don't they? Mm. Either overwater yeah. them, underwater yeah. them. So now you'll like this, Jack. Mm. I now have Lego house plants. What? They're not real. They're made out of Lego. I built one yesterday. Only took me two hours, 900 pieces. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. And what is it? It's a plant. Lego plant. A Lego plant. plant. Yeah, it's good. I got, um, it's an orchid, the one I built yeah? yesterday. Yeah, That's good. Looks great. And I've seen, they oh, do a bonsai tree, which I'm going to treat myself to as well. And it's just Lego, full Lego. Just full Lego. Do you want to see a picture? Yeah. It looks great. Oh, God, it's quite yeah. intricate, isn't it? Is that Lego? It's mad. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Yeah, good, isn't it? Yeah. Gotta be up your street, yeah. that Jack. I do like that. So yeah, that was my 25th birthday. Jack, how did you celebrate my 25th <laughs> birthday? So I was um, I was over in Yorkshire 
not celebrating your birthday. Oh, so you didn't you didn't fancy barbecue then, did you not? You didn't fancy Nick Smith, pitmaster. No. <laughs> no, so he cooked for you as well. I told him you were both coming. Just I'll just have a bit of salad. <laughs> they want any salad. On I want any salad. Um, I went to a wedding. I love a good wedding, and it was my girlfriend's school friend wedding. Does that make sense? So it's her friend. Yeah. From a million years ago, been friends for a long time, and she was getting married. Okay. So we went to the wedding and we made like a bit of a weekend of it. So we stayed over the night before and there was at the hotel. It's just up the road from where they were getting married. Uh, there was a spa and whatnot. Yeah. So we had a bit of a couple what of the hotel, which one it's, it's called the Devonshire arms, you know, Bolton Abbey. Yeah. You know, Bolton Abbey, the ruins. Yeah. 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 The up in Yorkshire. Stones. Yeah, exactly. So, um, weirdly enough, it's in Yorkshire. It's nowhere near Bolton. But, um, anyway, on their estate, there's like a hotel and spa called the Devonshire Arms, right? So we stayed there. They were getting married right near Bolton Abbey. Anyway, long story short, there's an animal encounter. So I'm going to the spa that it's booked. We're getting massages, yeah? Mm-hmm. So we arrive at the spa in the morning and they say, okay, you've got like a little bell tent, right? That's all set up on the grass. You go in there, you get changed. Here's your dressing gowns, your slippers, blah, blah, blah. Um, it was something that was set up in COVID and they've just sort of continued it because people quite liked it because you've got your own little private space rather than going into the normal changing rooms with everyone. You've got your own private. So I go, all right, okay, cool. So I go in there, I go and get changed and um, Hanny goes in and she gets, she's getting changed. And then I hear this scream and it's like a big panic and it's, ow, ow. And Hanny's going, Jack, 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 quick. So I'm like thinking, what? What could possibly be going on? I go in and she's been stung by a wasp. Oh, mm. where? Armpit. Ooh. Double Not top. Good. He's still in. He's still in the, in armpit. the armpit. He can't get out. Oh. So, oh, like a tip. Oh. Like he's in. Like he's embedded in. Like he's he stings oh. in and he's trying to get out and he can't and I'm like oh and she's like ah oh, ah uh, and she's like freaking out and I'm like okay don't panic don't panic don't <laughs> panic so her arms in the air and I'm like um did you have to get it out well I have to try and get it out but I don't want to grab it in case it stings me so I have to go sandal so I pick flip flop up <laughs> sandal crack into armpit flip flop up into armpit. And I snapped him in half. The <laughs> <laughs> wasp snapped in half and everything came out. Half left in the armpit. No, it all came out, luckily. It all came out. Did you get the stinger out? Oh. Got the stinger out, everything out. How did it get into her armpit? I don't know. I think because he he's obviously been panicking in being in the tent and he's looking for a way out. And he's they just go to a sweet spot, don't they? So the armpit's obviously sweet. Oh. Uh. Well, he won't yeah. go near mine. Oh, no. So that's Animal Encounter. Crikey. We dealt with that. That were five minutes of fun. And then we got changed and we went for the massages, right? Yeah. Couples massage or individuals? 
Uh, we were both getting them at the same time, but separate rooms. Ooh, hello. Okay, so individual Ooh. ones, right? <laughs> what do you mean? Ooh, hello. Ooh, not getting on. <laughs> not Just getting... separate, please. <laughs> separate. <laughs> I'll have the happy ending, please. The girlfriend's next yeah. door. <laughs> right. So we're in there, massage. Massage, massage, massage. And you've been for massages, you know, when they put you on the bed. Yeah. And there's the hole in the bed where you put your face. Yeah, the donut. So I've gone. Girl says, okay, can you um, take your dressing gown off, keep your trunks on? So I've got my trunks on. Get underneath the towel. Have you got your Kellogg's swimming trunks on with all badges? No, I haven't got them on. So she's not there going, oh, you, 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 you're a level five. You got the brick from under the water in 20 seconds. No, I haven't got my dolphin badges on. I haven't got them on. I've just got my um, black, I think the Hugo Boss. I didn't buy them. Right? So Someone, anyway. Someone's doing well for themselves, aren't they? Yeah. Anyway, anyway. I've got these swim shorts on. The swim shorts is not even the frigging story, just let me say. Take them off. <laughs> no, it's not take them off. It's not. So I'm on the bed. I'm lying down. Yeah. She comes back in. Yeah. Massage is starting, right? And it's a full body, so it's back, um, arms, legs, right? Yeah. And off she goes. Takes about an hour. She gets halfway through, and I'm falling asleep, which is fine. You can. I don't mind falling asleep in a massage, yeah? So I fall asleep, but I kept I kept on falling asleep, but I kept on waking up because you know where the hole is? Yeah. My face has sort of like drooped down and I ended up garroting myself <laughs> on the fucking bed. <laughs> so I was choking to death. <laughs> and I kept on waking myself up going, <laughs> she must have thought, Jesus Christ, what is he doing? And I was like, of course, I'm not bringing her attention as to what's going on. I'm just letting her think. I've got a frog in my throat or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I kept on, I kept on passing out almost. So do they do your back and then do you turn around and they do your front? Sometimes they do. Yeah. But this, this one wasn't that. This is just a back. Did it feel good afterwards? It was good. It was fine. It was absolutely fine. And it was a really good massage. I can't remember the last time I had like a relaxing massage. All mine are really fucking painful but i have like sports massages and they hurt yeah like you just get beat up i always say like medium pressure and then we'll say see where we go i always want the smells on get the smells yeah. get them on i used to like a hot stone have you had a hot stone before no, no. hot no. stone's good hot stone massage is good i want to try that cupping ben what do you think of that <laughs> steady on um i don't know i've never had that i've only ever had either Really brutal sports ones, or ones that are a bit like like the one Jack's having, and I'm I am straight out. I'm straight asleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as they get the yeah, yeah, exactly music, the little music, and then there's a smell and boof. <laughs> or I had one in Morocco once, which really kept me awake because that was like hard. There were two women we were side by side, and they were really, really good. But I was wide awake. It was really painful. And they do his stuff with soap and everything like that. It's a full, it's full of guns. Yeah. I've had the Thai ones when when they stand on top of you. Oh, have you? I've never been stood on. Yeah. Good. Yeah, but I got that in Vietnam. I didn't get that in Thailand. But yeah, uh, same thing. Same thing. The speciality. See that massage was quite. I think so. Hanny still went for the massage, even though she'd had the bee in armpit. Yeah, but you're gonna. You're not gonna cancel your massage, are you? You think? Oh fuck it. It'll be eating a bit. 
quite traumatic. No. Well, it was a wasp. It did swell, and it swelled all day. 24 hours it was swollen. Oh, so was she at the wedding with a swollen armpit? No, because the wedding was the day after. Uh, you never guess what happened to me. Yeah, of course we tell them the story, and everyone's loving it, and it's a brilliant anecdote. Yeah. Good wedding? Great wedding. I love a wedding. Absolutely love a wedding. Great band. Ten-piece band, trumpet, saxophone, all that, playing swing music. My sister's getting married. Have I told you my sister's getting married? Yeah, you told us. Did I tell you this? Yeah. That's probably the next wedding that I'll go to. Yeah. Are you best man? No, I'm MC. Oh, yeah, you're in charge of the music. Billy Ocean. That's what we're getting No, as in I'm full MC of the entire day. Oh, you're you're literally DJing. No, no, I'm MC, as in Master of Ceremony. Yes. You're doing the, okay, and welcome to... Sofa Cinema Club. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm Con Smith, and as always, I'm joined by <laughs> <laughs> Hannah and her new husband, Matt. You've got to do that. That would be good. That would be good. Yeah, but what happens when nobody laughs because no oh, one. Come, it doesn't matter. You'll laugh. You'll find it funny. <laughs> Hannah says I am vital for the day running smoothly. I suppose, yeah, you tick it along, don't Ooh. you? She's giving you a job, hoping to shut you up i emceed my cousin's wedding in new zealand and i obviously did a good job because hannah's asked me to do hers and that was like dinner speeches introducing people welcoming everyone back into the room getting people sat down but it's like it's a hefty day for you oh yeah it's to get the get through the day get get through it when i get married you can be my MC, jack oh don't have him be a crock of shit don't have me doing anything don't it? It'll be an absolute bomb nightmare. Be a, but <laughs> it'd be a shit show if you had Shepherd doing yeah, out. Nothing. He'd turn up late with his shades on. Yeah. Speaking of shit show, should we get this show on the road? <laughs> yeah. Ben, your first film of series eight. You've gone big guns here, haven't you? It's a top top ten. Yeah. yeah. Well, it might be. It's a top ten movie for some people, Colson. Maybe not for all. You've gone big guns. It's a film you should see. That's it. Where does it sit on the um, the IMDb's top 250? Is it fifth? I don't know. It's pretty high. It's in the top 10. I know that much. Yeah. It wasn't when it first came out. And now, I think over the years, like a lot of the films we review, it's looked back on in a very particular way as, yeah, a kind of standout film. Well, before we talk too much about the film, Ben, for the first time in Series 8, can we have a synopsis or a shinopsis? Welcome back to Series 8. A shinopsis. Is that a shitnopsis? Well, you either do a shitnopsis or a synopsis. You either do it properly or you either be like 12 guys on jury service. That's it. 12 men are sent off into a room to deliberate their verdict on a boy killing his father. 11 of them vote guilty. One votes not guilty. And the film follows their deliberations to getting a unanimous verdict well done good i watched this on the night of my birthday first time first time i ever seen it yeah you've heard of it before though haven't you play first or film before play it was a tv film interestingly right sydney uh, lumet's very first film they couldn't get the money for it henry fonda and his wife put the money up three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars uh set in one room he had it's quite hard to film he did quite an amazing job they filmed it i think 
in just over a month. At one point, I thought it were going to be one shot. Yeah. Because the opening shot in that room stays for a while, doesn't it? Yeah, he does. And he did something quite interesting. It's the first time, really, in filmmaking that he used lenses to trick the audience. You won't have seen it, you won't have understood it, but the first third of the film is shot above the eye line. The second, the middle part is shot at eye line, and the third part is shot below eye line. And then he started to use different lenses. But what for? What does he start off high for to come down? Start one is they all start on a moral high ground. That that boy. So what? It, so essentially, what happens is a boy. You see, this boy has been accused of stabbing his father, and but there's all type of prejudice against this boy. Lives in a slum. Mm. Uh, they're not first generation American. Mm. Um. There's there's a lot in this film. It's not the deliberations really between each juror are about their own, uh, you know. They all come with something that thinks the boy's yes. done it. Enough evidence, yeah. yeah enough evidence. Um, so the first half, the first third, has a moral high ground. They think they know best. Second middle part is when they're starting to come to the realization there's more to this case then they realise they've got to look at themselves. Mm. Uh, third half, they're looking uh, down then. So they, you've changed the dynamic and there's that famous uh, you know, shot at the end. Uh, they all have their little bit. Henry Fonda is the one character straight away who votes not guilty uh, and they all vote guilty. Bearing in mind the kid will be put on the electric chair if they all find him guilty. I didn't pick up on the eyeline thing. No, I didn't. No, no, no. You're not meant to. It, but it's interesting that without knowing it, that's what film is doing. I picked up when Henry Fonda. He started halfway through the film. He started to look at camera. Yeah, and I think it was a deliberate looking at camera. So the eyeline switched so that when the camera was behind someone's head. Um, directors made a decision to rather than have looking off camera for someone's eyeline, it's looked directly into the lens as though you're talking to the person who's opposite you, but it's the camera. I noticed that a couple of times, but that's only halfway through. The first thing I picked up on was how it is evidently 12 very different individuals. And you know that first kind of wide shot when they're coming in from the court? Mm. And they're going into the jury room for the first time and they're taking their jackets off, they're taking their seats. You can tell there's 12 completely different personalities in that, in that open, yeah. the way they walk, the way they move, the way they hang mm. the jacket up, the res- what they do with the windows, what, like, you, in, a bit almost like a play. So, you, for example, the three of us are actors, yeah? When, when we're acting in a play, especially more than TV, you're told to think about how you walk, how tall you stand, your hand movements, your everything, and you see that straight away in, you know, they, they almost go over the top to give you an impression of what their character is, don't they? And they cast the 12 biggest sort of theatre actors at the time. Okay. T- bit of film, bit of theatre. They'd all had a lot of theatre experience because it is a play. And he rehearsed it almost like a play from back to front, and that's how he filmed it. So he got 
those guys at that time might not Henry Fonda was the big name Lee J Cobb's pretty big he's an exorcist isn't it he plays the detective yeah in the exorcist calls do you remember the detective with the tash yeah yeah goes after Father Karras and he gets his autograph doesn't he or something do you remember yeah he number two I can't remember. He's the one who has the speech at the end. He's the yeah. guy at the very, very Breaks end. down. The last to say guilt. Quite an extraordinary, brilliant speech. So, yeah, you're right. You get 12 very different people. And then you sit down and you think, what am I going to watch? And then they all vote. And then they go, well, come on then. Tell me why mm. you voted uh, not guilty. And he goes, I don't know whether he's not guilty. I just think there's a reasonable doubt. Yeah. So we need to talk about that. If you think, if you persuade me he's guilty, fine, we walk out. But at the moment, uh, I'm not quite convinced. Yeah. I don't think any of us are allowed, but have you ever done jury service? No, I haven't. I would always like to, but yeah. We're not allowed though, are we? No. Because of us, jobs have been known and stuff, so... Yeah, it must be a very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, because I think all that's process and like how it works yeah. and stuff. And it was obviously a long trial because they talk about it, don't they? Yeah, so yeah. it's obviously been in there for ages. And if you were one of the t- man, Jack, what what would you give it? What? So you mean if I was on that jury, based from the evidence that you'd seen in the jury? Yeah, I'm always like an open mind person. I always try and look at different possibilities, whereas. I mean, if ever I'm watching, like, you know, a murder documentary or whatever, me, I always try and think, well, maybe it's this. Maybe maybe they might have done that. Maybe, you know. It was the wife. Yeah, or whatever. I don't I don't always yeah. always say, well, he's guilty. Look at him. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think like that. So I think if I was to sort of pick um, a character out that I probably would be, probably would be Juror 8, who's Henry Fonda. Or maybe I might be juror, is it four? You know, the guy who never takes his jacket off? Yeah. You know, the the guy who's a bit, okay, just look at the facts. A bit like that. The guy who's uh works in a bank. Does he, right, yeah. Maybe a little bit more like him. I don't think I'd be a leader. I don't think I'd lead it. Ben would be like juror one, wouldn't he? You know, the guy who's sort of like leading it. Yeah. Or maybe you might be as well, Coles. MC. MC, there you go. I'd be 12, me, drawing pictures of cereal boxes. Oh, the guy, yeah. He were on a different planet, wasn't he? But that's what's so good. That's what's so clever, isn't it? What you find out, a lot of them have an agenda. One wants to go to the ball game. One is like almost almost completely racist yeah. in his view. Immediately goes, no, he's done yeah. it. The other one, it's very tied up with him losing his son and his son rejecting him. And him not liking kids, so. <laughs> so, we've seen it. Jack and I have seen it. I've seen it quite a lot yeah, of times. I've seen it a few times. You haven't. So, could you follow it, Coles? Could you follow the story? Yeah. Like I said, the bit that got me instantly was how it was 12 very different characters, 12 complete strangers you know, mm. and how they are all there to reach a verdict. And I think like Ben touched on then, it is quite clear that some of them just want to get home. And yeah. there is, it, it is just a case of, well, he's obviously guilty. So as the audience member, you, when it's that unanimous, even, you're on the side of, oh, I must be guilty, straightforward thing. And then when the lad 
is saying, well, not guilty. And I'm saying, I'm not saying he's not guilty, I just don't know. That was the bit that is really interesting of how he then led them to go through the entire process and decide if they were okay with somebody's life Mm. with with all of the chance that was in it. And it kind of, he, he broke it down bit by bit, didn't he? You know, he had the knife where he had the exact same knife and they were trying to say it was a unique, one-of-a-kind knife, but he had the same one. You know, it, it was the whole old man not being able to walk as quick as he was saying he was yeah. to hear things. I'll be honest, I think the kid's done it. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> but, Jack, don't they all, but they all agree that there is, there is too much doubt in it. Yeah. I mean, the glasses bit is the bit. The glasses so is the bit. So they all pin it on this one woman's testimony that yeah. she saw him. Through a train. Through a train. And then the clincher at the very end is she had these marks on her nose. What if they were reading glasses? What? What if they were reading glasses? You wouldn't have had them on that long. What, reading? Just before you go to bed? And what if there were sun, sun? What if there were uh, sunglasses? No, the whole point was she had the marks on before court, so she'd worn the glasses, and just as she got into court, she took them off because of the way she looks. So that was very interesting, wasn't it? The old woman, forty-five years old. Yeah, yeah, was that what she funny was? That wasn't it. That's all she <laughs> was. Forty-five. She was 45. Oh, I'm thinking like ninety. Oh yeah, they said the old window. woman who was forty-five. And she tried to dress down to look 35. Oh, and the old man who was on crutches and couldn't walk through, blah, blah, blah. I, I think what Jack just said about him, you know, thinking he was guilty, I almost felt like, well, that was kind of the point of that everyone kind of did think he was guilty, but then they all agreed that there was too much doubt in giving him a guilty verdict. Mm. I think what they do through the film is unravel each prejudice. That's what he does. Yeah. So actually what he what Henry Fonda does in the white suit or whatever is unravel what is fact and what is your prejudice. Whatever that prejudice may be, like Klugman, that Wong juror, he'd grown up in exactly the same place. I tell you what, to be an actor on it sounds like a dream job. It must have been a fucking nightmare. You know, because the budget was so low, they had to film one way and light for that. And then they filmed one actor, all of his bits, all of his dialogue on that shot on his own. So he's not reacting to any of the other actors there. Because because the room was so small, they couldn't get everyone in in the lights, the camera, they had to get everyone out, just light it for the one actor who was on shot. So he did all of his scenes, all of his lines that one day. And then you wouldn't get the reverse of the conversation from what other people were going to say until like three, three, four weeks later. So you didn't know, but they had all rehearsed it together as a play. Yeah. So they kind of knew what everyone was going to do it like. Yeah. But still, on the actual day, on your take, the other actor aren't there. It's just you. Oh, wow. Cracker. You could tell it had been rehearsed as a play, and you could tell how small the room was, because there was weird moves that they made, like 
Do you remember when they all went and stood up and faced the wall? Yeah, I thought that was a bit shit. Yeah. It's just odd, but that's a play, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. What you do on, that's yeah. what you do on stage to make a point. And obviously it's a small room, and what can you do on a wide shot? It's not a natural thing that you do in real life. Yeah. And also, if you don't start moving... You've got 12 men sitting around a table. And I get that, but I know what Colson's meant. The little dance at the end, it looked a bit weird. It was very much like that, as in, you know, when I was talking about that opening shot on the wide where they're hanging their coats at where he's spinning his hat around? Yeah. That was literally, that was U-Factor's workshop 101, wasn't it? Yeah. Frank from London walks the limp because he's got hit by a bus when he were four years. It's like, it's they all had their character backgrounds and profiles, and you could tell... You know, you could very much tell that. But, Ben, I have to say, one hell of a film. A very, very good film, in fact. Let's go to ratings. Just so you don't change your mind, let's go to ratings. Well, before we go to ratings, let's just take a quick break, shall we? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thousands of people listen to On The Sofa every single week, and we can help deliver your brand's message to targeted audiences. So if you want to be a part of us on On The Sofa and connect with engaged audio listeners, then do get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com. Back from the break, we've gathered here in the court to hear what the jury have to say. Ben, as you're the foreman of the jury, that means you give your verdict on 12 Angry Men first. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it is a kind of classic, I suppose. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a 10. It's not quite giant. It's not Giant. I did think, I wonder if any of the cast are in Giant. I was thinking about Giant when we were watching it because it was black and white. And I was literally thinking, Kinell, it was a long film, that one. This is only an hour and 25, wasn't it? 12 Angry Men. They deliberately made it black and white, 12 Angry Men. They could have made it colour. Ah. They deliberately do that. So I think the performances are fantastic. I think the writing's fantastic. I think very, very hard to shoot. I think it stood up. Because, you know, when was it? Uh, it was made 57, in... 57, 57. Yeah. I think it's really stood up. I can watch it all the time. I've watched it loads and loads. I think about a good film like that. I think the speech at the end he gives is just brilliant. Uh, and it finishes. Do you know what I mean? You get an hour and 20, you see everything finished and it leaves you with something and you go, wow, I've really experienced something. I love the scene outside where eight and nine meet and he says, oh, by the way, what's your name? After they've been through all that, they've just debated on someone's life. And you can just see the Lee J. Gob character right at the very end, slightly going down the stairs, but looking like his life isn't the same. So that's the point, isn't it? You don't know what happens to the boy, but all their lives as well have changed, as has the boy's. They've all seen things in a different light. So I'm going to go nine. Jackie P? 
Yeah, that's my rating, nine. That's my rating as well. I think it's, obviously, it stands the test. I think the director's done a brilliant job. I think some of the actors are good, but some of the actors are a bit big. But that's maybe the theatre coming out. And also, you haven't, you haven't, you have to sort of remember, they haven't got the other actor to gauge. So they're probably having to give it guns because they know it's their moment. Do you know what I mean? And the cameras finally come round onto them on week three. So they're giving their performance a bit too much. I felt like everyone's overdoing it a little too much. I think they're rehearsing it like a play. But yeah, they are. I mean, exactly, it's, it's, yeah. it's a play filmed. It's, it's, yeah. it's in effect, it's in one room, isn't it? It's on stage. That's what it, that's what it is. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm nine. Nine. And I have to say, for the first 40 minutes or so, I was like, well, this is the 30 out of 30, isn't it? This is the film. Like, I was like, it can't not be. Like, it's amazing. It's perfect. And then it just, it took its foot off a little bit for me. And do you know what I didn't quite like? And I, Ben, you might argue there was some importance. I didn't particularly like all the the breaks and the going to the toilet and the going to the fucking window. I, I liked that. I think you needed that sometimes. Yeah, because it, it stops some of the tension and you also get a bit of movement, like Ben, like ben said. Mm, I felt like I liked that bit of... You know, when they were all leaning on him to say, why why are you saying he's not guilty? And then they're all leaning on individuals to say, da, da, da. and then you've got a scene in the box where he's like, come on, pal, let's just get this done so we can go home and watch the ball game. And it's like, I just thought it was a bit fucking wet. The toilets bit were a bit off, yeah. I don't know why he's drying his eyes for 40 minutes. I think also maybe the, fil- the director wanted to give himself different space maybe like a space or no so break into the film to go you're gonna it's almost like having an interval mm. yeah that's i think that's what it was yeah i think that's probably what it was 27 whoosh and i'm not saying i would have given it a 10 if they didn't go for a piss like um yeah it just yeah i think it just lost a bit of something yeah i get it i don't yeah. know what it was other than that but for the first the first the, the way it sets the story I think it's brilliant. The opening was really, really good. I think that what was good is they don't muck around. You see them in the court, they walk off, they go into the room, we're into the story, let's go. Which is, you know, uh, yeah, great, 27, hello. So yeah, it is above founder, top of the leaderboard straight away, Ben. How long will it last? Who knows, because we know that Jack P. Shepard chases ratings and it's his pick next week, Jack. But before I make my pick, I just want to tell you about a little gem that's available to watch. A hidden gem. Jack's hidden gem. It is. And we're not calling it Jack's hidden gem of the week anymore because it might not be. It'll bob up every now and again if I've got one. But if I ain't got one, I'm not going to fill you with any old shit. But this one is good and this one is worth watching. And I have passed it on to a lot of people and they haven't known it's there it's on the Disney, so if you've got Disney Plus, um, which you should have really, to be fair, because there's some r- brilliant shows on there. Second best one, isn't it? Netflix and Disney Plus, do you reckon, at the moment? One of the most popular, yeah, it's really good. Um, Disney Plus, there's a doc on there at the minute. Three eps, I think they're about 50-minute episodes, and there's three of them. It's basically about this cult in America. Oh, is this what you and Lucy Fowler are on this about? This is it. This is it. Mm. So, um, 
I've put it onto a few people at work and they've loved it. It's called Stolen Youth. Okay. And it's about uh, a college dorm in America. And it basically turns into a bit of a cult for like 10 years. Um, and none of them realize they're actually in a cult until they do. And it's too late, but it's very good. It's eyewitness accounts. The people who were in it, they're actually interviewed. They're on the documentary. It's mind blowing. It's fascinating. It's very current as well. Don't Google it because it spoils the end and everything. So just watch it because, um, what's it called again? It's called Stolen Youth. Stolen Youth. Got it. Really good. Really good. I think I'll give that one a go, you know, Jack. And do you know what? I'm watching it. I was like, do you know what? That could actually happen to anyone that. So, um, yeah, it's really good. So Stolen Youth is your gem, but you're not your Jack's in and gem of the week. Just Jack's, just Jack's gem. Deal with it. Watch it if you want. If you don't, never mind. You're just such a nice guy. <laughs> you're just a giver, aren't you? Yeah. You're just a giver. Yeah. And are you going to give us a film to watch next week? Now, this is a curveball, right? You know, we were having that conversation. Switchblade Romance. It's too. one of them. It's one of them. Oh, for fuck's sake. We were having a conversation, weren't we, about films you saw as a kid and you want to go back and relive and watch, but you're not sure if they're shit. Yeah. Because watching them growing up, I remember this film was mint. I remember watching it thinking, this is brilliant, and I want to go back and watch it, and I'm not sure. So it's the way that I would normally pick a film, this, isn't it? Yes. So this film, I don't know if either of you have seen it. Ben might have seen it. It's called Fire in the Sky. Sounds fucking oh, terrible. This sounds awful. Has no one's seen it. Can I give it a quick right. Google? I'll tell you what it's about. I'll give you a rundown. It's basically, I think it's based on a true story. It's about a man called Travis, uh, Middle America. 1993. Gets, there you go. He gets abducted by aliens. Story by Travis Walton. There you go. And it's his eyewitness account of what happens when he gets abducted by aliens. Brilliant. I remember the poster. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> have you seen it? Have you not seen it? <laughs> shit. I think I've seen it. I'm just looking at the DC. <laughs> I'm excited for this. <laughs> Fire in the skies, not chasing ratings this this season. I'm not. Do you know what? I'm trying it. I'm going out my comfort zone. I'm picking something that could potentially be shit. I'm all for it, Jack. And yeah. I am proud of you for picking with your heart because that's one thing that should be encouraged. That's it. And it's all about, you know, it's, it's films you should have seen, but you haven't. It's what you like and... Yeah, you like fire in the sky, and I'm excited to watch it and relive your childhood with you. Yeah, there we go. So next week is fire in the sky, but if you can't wait until next week for more so cinema club, there is a really easy way of getting some extra, extra clips, extra eps, bonus listens of us, isn't there? Um, Patreon, our paid for subscription platform. So on Patreon, you get an extra episode every single month. You get little clips, you get a little insider knowledge as to how Sofa Cinema Club works, you get ad-free episodes, and soon you're going to get a lot more than that. But we can't tell you yet, but I think we can tell you in two weeks or so, hopefully, we hope. The clincher. Yeah. Yeah. But the big reason, (laughs) the big reason why you sign up to Patreon is because you want to come and work for me, Jack and Ben. Now, what you might not know about me, Jack and Ben, is we all run a very, very successful film studio 
slash cinema slash TV production house slash marshland <laughs> slash golf club slash aquatic center the most successful businesses in the universe Jeff Bezos is interested but we're not selling no, because not. we love our staff and we love growing our staff and we have a happy workforce other than head of ashtrays she kicks off a fuss every now and oh, then yes. but everybody else can you blame her Everyone else is fairly happy. And I'm delighted that we're welcoming three new members this week, lads. And the first one's a big, big job. There's a couple of big jobs this week, but the first one is a big job. We've seen a map of the Sofa Cinema Club world. We've seen how it works. People now want to get involved. They want to come for a tour. And I'm saying, look, you can't come for a tour. It's a working set. It's 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 our office space, you know, you can't but one thing that we have done is we have built a train track all the way round the sofa cinema club hq world we have built a train track that does what rides that rides so you can see you drive past the marshland you drive past the catering department nightclub you drive past you know heaven and hell you go past it all but the most important thing is that that is, it's a tanker train, Jack. It's a, it, it's a, it's a tank engine, as you'd call it. Oh. And head of the tank engine <laughs> train ride is Elizabeth Thomas. Oh, Elizabeth Thomas, head okay. of the tank engine. This is good. Very good, that. Very good, that. You know, we've got that catering and restaurant business and everything like that, yeah? Well, right at the front of the entrance. I'm so glad you've taken it this way. I think I think you're going to take it this way. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it's good. Right at the front entrance, we've got, like, um, a few a few um, pop-in-and-out shops, like sandwich bars, blah, 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 and stuff like that. And we've got a little Greek deli, right, that's just sort of opened up. And yeah, and we need someone to run the deli, you know, making the sandwiches and everything and all has to be like proper, um, authentic Greek food. And the person on the deli is Sally Pontarelli (laughs) on the deli. It was either deli or like head of Italian beer, wasn't it? It was either you were going one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's on the deli. Sally Pontarelli. It's a big job, and people have been asking for a deli for a while. Mm. They have, they have been asking for a while, but now they've got one. Now they've got one, so they can show. No fucker has asked for a deli. It's great. I love what you've done here, lads. We need a deli. <laughs> um, okay, so it's quite a big landmass now we've got going on with the aquatic centre and the studio, the barbers, everything, the nightclub, the full thing. So we need... The train depot. The train depot, the deli. We need... um, Now, police riders. Right, yeah. Police on um, motorbikes. That's what you need. You need that. I think this is in America. Head of police motorbikes, Finn Millington. (laughs) (laughs) Not, Not head of mills. No, no. No. So we're full on a motorbike, like um, Wild wild Hogs-esque, Wild Hogs-esque. Yeah, Wild Hogs. Yeah, that's it. Finn Millington made me laugh. Well, that is three jobs that have been given out this week. And if you have signed up and you are waiting for a job, hang on, wait. We've got so many CVs to get through, haven't we? 
Mm. We've got so many CVs. We haven't got that many jobs we can give. Some people think we just pluck these fucking jobs out of thin air, but we have to <laughs> wait until there's the demand. No, 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 no. We wait until there is the demand. And each person we weigh up next to their job. I mean, we've been looking. We've been looking for a head of tank engines for ages, haven't we, Jack? Yeah, a good 18 months. Head of a deli. Yeah, and then Elizabeth Tom- Thomas comes along and you just think, what a perfect fit. Her CV... It, it just fits so well. You know, it was her or Diesel. Anyway, so if you're waiting for a job, it's coming. It's coming. Just hang on in there and wait. And if you want a job, simply sign up at www.patreon.com forward slash sofa cinema club. Slash jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Put your CV in. We need to do a disclaimer. You actually won't get a fucking job. You actually won't get a real job. Any jobs will not be paid. <laughs> I tell you what, we could start doing that. When people sign up, we could ask them for a CV. That'd be good, yeah. And then everything they say they're good at, we'll completely not mention and just give them fucking head of trains. Brilliant. You're head of knives and forks. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're back on Monday for Surf Cinema Club Extraterrestrial. Have a nice week. Enjoy yourselves. And if you're working for us on Patreon, get back to fucking work. Bye-bye. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thousands of people listen to On The Sofa every single week, and we can help deliver your brand's message to targeted audiences. So if you want to be a part of us on On The Sofa and connect with engaged audio listeners, then do get in touch. Just email sales at audioalways.com and find out more about how podcast advertising and sponsorship could work for you. That's sales at audioalways.com.